0: Welcome to the Evangelism Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland. Well, welcome to the Evangelism Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland, and I want to deal today with something that every pastor has to deal with at some point, And that is how to do evangelism at a funeral. So the question begs itself, should you do evangelism at a funeral? I think you should, but how should you go about doing it? I mean, funerals are hard. Funerals and evangelism are hard. We, we just had one of those seasons here at our church where, um, We had two tough funerals uh, this week, two really tough funerals on the church. And, uh, you know, more importantly, on the people who lost someone. But we had a man in his 40s who is a sheriff's officer in our church who who suddenly passed away natural causes, but left his wife and uh, children behind. It was tragic. And then we had a 13 year old boy killed in an accident in the church. Both families at the church, you know, the Sunday before uh, that, you know, the tragedy happened. And I did one of those funerals and a staff member did the other one. And there were there was a lot of discussion this week uh, between me and the staff member on, you know, about evangelism and funerals. So I went first and kind of set the pace. And then a couple of days later, he did the second one of the 13-year-old. And so there are just some things that, you know, I take for granted that uh, that I've just refined over the years. And I've seen other pastors do really, really well and I thought I'd share those with you today because, look, you're going you're going to do funerals. You're going to do a lot of funerals. It is a fact of ministry. So let's talk about how you can do a funeral and how you can be evangelistic and the proper way to do it. And I'm going to give you four things not to do, and then I'm going to going to give you five suggestions or five things to do. So let's just dive right in. What are the four things not to do when it comes to a funeral? Number one, don't put the person in hell. Now, hang with me. I'm very explicit at our church. I don't, I don't cut any corners. There is a heaven and there is a hell and good people do not go to heaven and bad people do not go to hell. Saved people go to heaven and unsaved people go to hell. But I want to be, hear me well. The time to put someone in hell is not when it's too late to do anything about it. I've actually been at funerals, um, Where the person in the casket was not a believer and the pastor felt the need to remind everybody that he was in hell today and it was too late for them. Now, I'm never going to tell you how to preach, but there's no point in saying that at this point if he's already gone. Nothing can be done about that. You say, well, what about the people listening? We're going to deal with those later, but there's nothing to do about the man who's already gone. So don't get up there and make the family, they know it. They know it. You don't have to tell them that, especially if they're believers. So don't make the misery worse. Uh, The funeral of an unsaved person is hard enough as it is. Don't make it worse by putting them in hell, number one. The second thing not to do is don't put the person in heaven. I've said this so many times. One of the hardest things I've ever done in ministry is preach a funeral and not mention heaven. Because you can't put the person in heaven if they didn't know Christ as their Savior and they had no testimony as Christ as their Savior. And really don't try to side door them into heaven. I see preachers do this all the time. Well, we don't know what decision he could have made at the last moment. And absolutely true, we don't know that. But just stay away from that subject. You don't want to give false hope to someone that says, you know what, when I'm a split second from death, I'll try to make things right. Because that never happens. That's deathbed conversions are rare because in this generation, people are normally drugged up compared to, you know, previous generations. And not only that, uh, you just, God may be knocking on somebody's heart today and you don't want them thinking, well, I, pff, I can wait, I can wait. No, just if, if they're in, if they have no testimony of Christ, don't put them in hell and don't put them in heaven. Number three, don't dishonor the family. Now, that goes back to some of what I've already said, but be careful how you deal with the person who's deceased. They could have been a scoundrel. They could have done some scoundrel things. They could have been you know, uh, far from God. No need to call all that out at this moment. Now, don't dishonor the family by ignoring their wishes. I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but the family may have some wishes, and it's within your power to do it. It may not be what you would do, but if it's within your power to do it, honor the family. And by the way, if it's Not within your power. Let them know that before you accept the funeral or before you preach it, they may want to find somebody else and that's fine with you if they do, but don't dishonor the family. And number four, the fourth don't when it comes to evangelism in a funeral, don't let the stage get too big for you. I've seen guys like at a big funeral in town. Let's just say it was a young person that passed away or a notable figure that passed away. Um, you don't want to let the stage get too big for you. And by that, I mean, if we're not careful, we can try too hard or reach too far or try to be somebody we're not. We wind up not comfortable in our, our own skin. That's hard. Man, the first church I pastored over 20 years ago, a man in my church passed away um, that had been in a nursing home, he and his wife. And, man, I'd visit them regular basis. We used to talk Atlanta Braves. And, he passed away, and I didn't know he was very involved in politics when he was a younger man. He was in his 90s when he passed away, and I had a I had I had former governors from multiple state sitting, states sitting in my church listening to me preach the funeral. Ooh, stage might have got a little too big for me. I'd been pastoring about two years, but you don't want that to happen. Stay within yourself. Stay calm. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't try to do anything other than what you normally would do that's the right thing to do. right? I'm not saying don't be a better version of yourself, but don't try to be someone you're not. Don't let the stage get too big because you won't reach people that way. You want to be evangelistic at almost every funeral. Rare is the case. My wife and I were talking the other day. One day when I die, hopefully I'm 110 years old when I pass, I doubt there'll be a lost person at my funeral. Like the the... What are the chances that somebody far from God is going to show up at the pastor's funeral? Very, very slim that that's going to happen. But most instances, you want the gospel to be preached. So let's talk about five things to do when it comes to evangelism and a funeral. These are things I practice in my own life. Number one, what do I want to do? Number one, make sure you talk with the family in private. This is sometimes hard to do, I'll admit. And most of the time now, i do it over the phone, but I try to do it in person if at all possible. And I sit down with, you know, the person, whomever it may be, if, and by the way, not all situations lend to this. Sometimes they'll tell you right off the bat, Hey, I want you to do this and, you know, do this. And you have all the instructions you need. But I try to ask the family, Hey, I almost always do this or any stories you want me to tell anything, write it down and give it to me. You can't tell it to me. I need you to write it down, email it, text it to me, whatever it takes, get it to me. And meet the family in private. And in those private meetings, sometimes if you don't know their spiritual condition, that's a great opportunity for evangelism and just be up front with them. Hey, I'm about to do the funeral of your mom here. I know your mom, her testimony was strong that she knew Jesus as her savior. Can I ask you about you? Do you want to see your mother again? Can we talk about your testimony in Christ is now a good time? Now, you can't always do that, but sometimes it really lends itself to it. So make sure you talk to the family in private. Number two, be empathetic to the family. Here's what I mean. Sometimes we can get so wrapped up in our sermon that we think the funeral is about our sermon, and it's not. The funeral is about the people who have lost the loved one. The funeral is not even about the loved one to some degree. They're, They're gone. They're not there. The funeral is about the people who are there grieving. Be empathetic. You've probably lost family members. You know what that's like. You're going to lose family member. Imagine what that would be like. And Be empathetic towards the family. It's not what do you want to preach. It's sometimes it's what do they need to hear in that situation. The third thing I want to tell you to do at the funeral is definitely preach the gospel. Now when I say preach the gospel, keep in mind, um, be careful how you do it. This is not Sunday morning what I call hanky-waving, pew-jumping, chandelier-swinging church. You know, this is a time to be respectful and honorable, but you can sincerely give the gospel plan. And when I say preach the gospel, I mean give somewhere in that funeral sermon, give a clear presentation of the gospel. It's the last thing I do. I preach the sermon, then I literally do the same thing I do every Sunday morning, and I give the ABCs of salvation. Admit, believe, and confess preach the gospel. It's the last thing I do because then I move straight into what I want to tell you with number four. And the fourth thing to do to preach an evangelistic funeral is number four, figure out a response system. This has actually gotten easier. Uh, It was in days past. I would say now I'll be up front or I do a hand raise or those kind of things. And those are still appropriate sometimes, but now because of COVID and the other response systems we have to put in We have a text response system, and I use that. And I say, hey, if you would like to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me. It's not the prayer that saves you, but the intent of your heart is to give your heart and life to Jesus and turn your life over to him and be forgiven of your sins and know that heaven is your home. I lead them in prayer, and I say, now, if you prayed that prayer, here's what I want you to do. While every head bowed and every eyes closed, I want you to slip your cell phone out, and I want you to text this word to this number. And the reason I'm doing this podcast today is uh, I did that at my funeral. We've not had any responses so far, but the staff member uh, did it at the funeral. And this morning we baptized an 18-year-old girl who texted in salvation at the funeral. We baptized her. She was saved on Thursday. She was baptized this morning. Her whole family was there. I met them. And, of course, the staff member who preached the funeral baptized her this morning. The whole family was there. First time in church. So not only did we see someone saved and see someone baptized three days after the funeral, but that whole family was in church today. So figure out a response system. Had we done that and not had a response, by the way, the response system had have been, come see me, an 18-year-old girl was not going to leave her family and come up there and see a us. Stuff, it just wasn't going to happen. But that text response system is working beautifully for Uh, funeral sermons. And the fifth thing I tell you to do when it comes to a funeral and evangelism is leave the door open. Conduct yourself in such a way that the family wants to call you pastor. And leave the door open for future evangelistic messages, for future evangelism, for future testimony, for like you become, especially if it's an unchurched family, you become the pastor of that family. Hand out business cards, tell them to call you. It's amazing how many people you can pastor if you do a funeral well and preach the gospel and see people saved. Um, So pastor, you're going to do funerals. There are going to be lost people, people far from God at most funerals. Don't put the person in hell. Don't put them in heaven if they're not there. Don't dishonor the family and don't let the stage get too big for you, but do talk with the family in private. It's, it's, a, it's a good evangelistic opportunity, and do be empathetic towards the family, and do preach a clear presentation of the gospel, and do figure out a response system, and, and if nothing else, do leave the door open for you to be their pastor going forward. And you kind of approach it that way, and you'll be asked to do more funerals, which are more opportunities to preach the gospel, which are more opportunities for people to be saved, come to faith in Christ. If you have any questions about it or anything about evangelism, email me at joel at the evangelism podcast.com. And thanks for listening. today. Thank you for listening to the evangelism podcast. If you have questions about today's episode, or if you have a question about evangelism leadership, you'd like for us to discuss in the future. Just send an email to joel at the evangelismpodcast.com. That's joel at the evangelismpodcast.com. If you get a moment, leave us a review on iTunes so other pastors can find it as well. And again, thanks for listening in.